0: Welcome to the Freedom Fridays podcast with me your host Pete Clark, the Whispers Guy. Work seems to expand to the time that we give it and I've been investing my time occasionally on a Friday to explore how we use our time, our energy, our attention and the impact it has on our identity. I've been exploring over season one some of the mindset shifts in the handcuffs of i have to to the freedom of i choose to and i've shared some conversations some tips some tools about how you might want to invest your own time your own energy your own attention how you might want to if you choose to make some changes to your identity how you might have freedom from i have to and design a life around i choose to if that's of interest to you then this is the podcast for you in season 2 I'm going to be exploring some experts and asking them what freedom means for them. And trying to help people work to live and not live to work. Trying to help people add life to their years and not just years to their life. So let's dive on in and here's season two. Welcome to my final podcast recording of the year. So welcome to Freedom Friday's podcast. Uh, I don't know which episode it is because of the way we publish these, but it's the final one for 2022. And I thought I would reflect, uh, share some reflections on what the year's been like for me, some general observations I'm making, and maybe some things to consider as you go into, hopefully for many, a restful, festive, period where we can actively recover in order to start 23 which just seems extraordinary to say 23 in uh, an optimistic a hopeful and energizing and exciting looking ahead way and i just listened to my initial podcast of this year which was a solo one um, off the back end of a 21 which i felt pretty tired and exhausted and I took a long break from doing these podcasts, and partly because we found it a little bit challenging to get guests. Um, I, I still thoroughly enjoy it. In fact, the doing of it is the most enjoyable, um, because I just get to have a conversation with like-minded people. And we started in April, and it was a reflection on the last podcast that I did in twenty twenty, uh, the first one in twenty one and twenty two. And it was essentially saying, what are you gonna do with this one wild and precious life? And it has been pretty wild and pretty precious for many, I'm sure. And that's still a question that burns. And I was talking mainly about my own contribution. I'd become a little bit insular. I'd become focused just on me and my family, which you could argue is a very positive thing, but I wasn't extending beyond that. Um, I felt a little bit insecure, a little bit restricted. I wasn't necessarily fully expressing myself. And uh, nine months later, here we are at the end of 22 with some uh, reflection to share with you. And first of all, the first reflection I'll share is having spoken to, I don't know, a dozen, 20 odd people in my podcasts, having spoken to thousands of people in you know, the boardrooms and the training rooms and the conference rooms around the globe, actually, this year in 22. The first, I don't even know if it's an insight, you probably know this, um, but it's that you are unique. You are biologically, spiritually, experientially, uh, cognitively, psychologically unique. Yes, there are some common things that we all share, um, but you are unique. And there's some upside to that. And there's also potentially some downside. And one of the things I've observed, I haven't interviewed anyone who's necessarily a celebrity yet um, or who's famous yet. And I've listened to many of those podcasts. And whilst the people that the likes of Tim Ferriss, Lex Friedman, you know, all the famous podcasters interview, they're interviewing world-renowned household names around high performance and what they're doing and inventions and innovation and it's fabulous some really interesting things there's more knowledge available to us now at the end of the 20 second year of 20 the 2000s than we've ever had before and it's just at our fingertips and so I, I'm, I've become a bigger listener to a podcast this year having traveled again and despite their celebrity or fame or household commonality. They're unique. And the people I've interviewed aren't in that domain yet, Um, but they are unique too. And they're very similar stories, very similar narratives. I I found the people that I've interviewed um, fascinating and everyone, everyone bar none, has a unique story. And what I find is that me and them, the people that I interview, are living out that narrative of how they see themselves in so many ways. They're the central character in their own lives, they the, the main character, the hero and the heroine and the you know whatever, the the person that saves the world in in the movies, they're that person in their own lives. Which brings me back to a concept I've talked about relatively frequently, which just seems to bear out every single time people make a change or want to make a change, and that is to start with who. And I know we've, some of you have enjoyed the work of Simon Sinek, and, and it's good stuff, and he encourages us to start with why. My slightly different take on it is, before you start thinking why, think of who. So start with who, who do you want to be? Who do you want to be in the future? Um, Because the very, at worst, will be like we were yesterday. As opposed to evolving and changing and stretching and growing into the new person that we would like to be. And that happens often through life events. You begin a relationship, you end a relationship. You have kids, you sadly lose someone close to you. You begin a new job, you leave a new job, you move countries, you move cities, you move states. So those moments it kind of almost force us to act and be a little bit differently, a little bit different. I'm asking the question, before that even happens, can you start with contemplation about who you want to be? And then dig deep into the why for that new person. And we become like those that we surround ourselves with, which again, for many is the upside. There's obviously some downside to that because we live in little bubbles accordingly and that can serve us well. Uh, But the contrast is we become blind to anything that's outside of that. So being exposed to new perspectives, new views, different views, counter views, contrary views, opposing views actually can help you see beyond your current sphere and help you build a sense of what's possible most of our my experience of the people certainly that those that i've interviewed they have become what they've studied they've become what they have wanted to be through forcing themselves to go deeper on a a particular topic and you know this this year i've talked to people about digitally detoxing Uh, i've talked about How people can't really outthink stress. Um, We've had a podcast on love, you know, internally and externally, and it's been fascinating. And I'm immensely proud that you know Keitha Timon, my assistant, and I have. I I I get the easy job. I just talk, (laughs) and it's Keitha who puts it all together. Um, I'm immensely proud that a year ago we committed to doing it for a year, and then two years later we've still done it again, albeit fortnightly we've still produced a podcast every couple of weeks for people to listen to and reflect on. And as I said, at the end of last year, I don't really pay too much attention to the numbers, although I do believe we're now in the thousands of downloads, which I'm grateful for. Um, but if it's helped one person with one thing, that's, that's why I'm doing this. And so it continues this, this theme of 21 Whispers and fully look back into that you are unique. There's no one like you. No one has experienced life like you or will ever again. And so are you making the most of that one wild and precious experience? Are you fully immersed in being fully who you are at every opportunity? And can you grow and stretch and develop into a bigger, better, faster you? Because the future is probably demanding some nuance. It's probably demanding a little bit of a different you showing up whether it's those main events that are causing the, the change of focus or you're, you want to choose to. That would be uh, one of my biggest insights this year, that everyone's unique. And if you're looking to change and evolve and develop and grow and stretch, and when you ask most people, do you want to grow? They say yes. And often we don't know how to, but we say yes. Therefore, start with who? Start with a unique version of yourself in terms of how that might show up in the future. The second insight, and this is perhaps more of a reflection on me than anyone else, but I do see it show up in many, many people. And it's this, I'd be happy if. Now you can substitute the word happy with, I'd be content if. I'd be engaged if. I'd be energized if. I'd be unhappy if. You can take any word you like that's a representative, representation of a good or a bad or a indifferent state and put it in terms. I'm just going to use happiness as an example. I'd be happy if. I'd be certain if. And it all points to the normality of the external. Externally validated conditions that make us feel the way that we, we say we want to feel. And there's been many occasions over 22 for me where I've I'd be happier if, I'd be more certain if, I'd be more joyful if, I'd be calmer if. And one of the things that I've experienced in in the world that I exist in as a a solopreneur, as someone who runs their own business and predominantly the business themselves, the feast and famine nature of the work that I do. And six years in, I'm still not used to it, I'm still I still struggle a little bit with the feast aspect it all happens at once everyone clamors for the same time the same date the same objectives and my bandwidth struggles and i also have struggled much more this year with the famine aspect of it um it seems to the, the feast has been more feastful and the famine has been more famineful I forgive the, the play on words but it seems that the bell curve of Um, the work I'm doing, the income I'm generating, the opportunities I'm finding and creating and manifesting, have just been extended massively. So I've been living often from a, I'll be happier if I had less in my pipeline. I'd be happier if I had more in my pipeline. I would be more able to be present if, and on the narrative goes, and I'd be more... Uh, connected if people responded to my bids for connection there's been many occasions this year and one of the saddest things for me at 21 was I made a number of bids for connection with people uh, and not not professionally necessarily personally too and they weren't heard and so to put up a couple of uh, boundaries that actually made me feel better I've lost connection with a few people. A few people who I held dear um, really enjoyed the company and uh, a little bit disappointed that they hadn't responded. And it's been over a year since we've been in touch and many of you would say, well, Pete, reach out, do what you need to do and make contact. And yes, I probably will. Um, at this point, I'm waiting and watching. But there was a great example. Uh, I I'd feel more uh, loved and worthwhile and likeable if those people that I made a bid for a connection to responded and heard the connection. So it's against this external response, external validation to the internal state that has shown up again and again and again for me this year. Um, and it's quite challenging knowing the, the work I've done, the work that I do, the work that I've immersed myself in, How I know the peace comes from inside I know the validation can come albeit not solely I don't think from the inside from the internal all of the external bids I've made in opportunity in friendship in relationship in Mm -hmm. testing things at the edge haven't necessarily gone the way I like or the way I'd expect or the way that would uh, create more opportunities for the future and that's the reflection I've had on this year. Uh, most of my upset, probably most of my illness, probably most of my discomfort has happened between the disconnect between what I expected and what actually happened. Now, I've known that for 25, 30 years. It's been the bedrock of most of the personal development field, where, you know, the experience plus your response to the experience is the outcome you get the only thing that matters is the acceptance of what happened not necessarily the matching your expectations with what happened and and it's such an hackneyed and obvious and true aspect that if I can go with the flow and be more in the moment and expect nothing and what have dealing with whatever happens it will be good so that's the second reflection that reflection on this external validation. I'm not an island, I do enjoy and need connection with others and so it's an interesting reflection that's maybe been a little bit less than I would have hoped for 22. My third and final reflection is this, there's so many of us particularly in the professional sphere particularly in our work lives are unable to seemingly behaviorally balance urgency and importance. I was introduced to an old Seinfeld clip this year and he talks about night guy and day guy and night guy being the person that spends a lot of time up late therefore making it really difficult for day guy to get up early because he spent, she spent, they've spent too many evenings, too many hours in this wee small hours to make it easy to get up. And so this the, the idea that night guy always screws day guy. Night guy determines how good day guy is going to be because of the amount of sleep that they get. And the translation I made into that was that urgent guy always screws important guy urgent work often others work screws important work and we all know the classic two by two matrix that if we don't spend time on the important stuff it becomes urgent and the example I use and everyone who I use it with kind of uncomfortably sniggers and they get it when I say so imagine a family friend of yours a family member Uh, you get a phone call to say they're in hospital they're having an accident they're falling off the bike or something they're okay but can you get the hospital as soon as you can? I don't think any of us would ever say to the group that we were with at the time, I've just had a phone call, but um, I'm gonna stay. Uh, I've got a few meetings to attend to before I can go to the hospital. None of us would do that, I don't think. We'd all go, would make our apologies, and suddenly the important would become urgent and we'd respond to it. So in that vein, um, my goal, And I've been doing this a little bit over this year. Certainly my goal to do more of it in 23 is to rebalance a little bit more of the important in order that it becomes less urgent. And that's a health thing, that's a sleep thing, that's a connection thing, that's a development thing. Because often I hear people use the language, I'll get to it, you know, things that are important. They know, it's not an unknowing, it's not a lack of knowledge it's a lack of doing, and, and you could argue it's a lack of being, but the the language of and the behaviour of, I'll get to that at some point. And often we are forced to get to it because it becomes urgent. And my wish for all of you, for anyone who's listening, is to rebalance a little bit of the important stuff with the urgent stuff. Now, as we go into, for many of us, the holiday season, And I know in the Southern Hemisphere here in Australia where I'm recording this, this is the summer holidays for many, so it's a big break. Uh, I know in the Northern Hemisphere, it's less so, you know, (laughs) it's cold, it's dark. Um, We're back to work early January and for many in Australia they do that too, but it it just feels a little bit different. Um, I hope you take these reflections and ponder the balance of urgency and importance And my counsel, like it was last year, is set yourself some goals for the new year, but probably recover first. So do the reflection on this side of the year. Uh, Reflect on what's gone well, what hasn't gone well, what you might want to change, what's no longer relevant, what's become more relevant for next year. But don't necessarily do the goal setting until you're in a better state, until you've recovered a little bit, whether it's active or passive, you're in a better cognitive, physical, uh, emotional state to then think ahead, imagine a better future. I'd probably do two t- two separate sessions on that. But I would ask you, I'd encourage you uh, to ponder the balance between urgency and important. I'd ask you to consider how often you behave according to the you'd be happier if perspective. And then finally, you are unique. You should celebrate that uniqueness. And in becoming something new for the next year. Start with who? Start with asking the question, what's the future demanding of me that I can lean into now? So that's it for 2022. Thank you everyone who's listened. If you enjoy some of the musings and some of the guests that I uh, interviewed, please let me know if you know any of anyone that will be interesting to, to have a chat to. Uh, go to your favorite podcasts, sources and like, like, like. It all helps with the promotion of some of these uh, musings and whispers that you will never know when a whisper might change someone's life. Happy holiday season and all the best for 2023.